it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has room. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it! Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we've got a really fun show. We had uh, a couple of the uh, CU women's basketball players stop by, Quay Miller, Jalen Sherrod, and uh, we hung out and talked about all sorts of different basketball stuff uh, because it's a big time in this women's basketball team schedule. Um, real quick, just in case you haven't been paying attention, which is just crazy of you, uh, the Buffs are currently one of two undefeated teams in the country in Division One. Uh, the other is the Baylor men's basketball team. So they, the only undefeated women's team. There's one other team overall. And uh, obviously that's really exciting. They just got ranked for the second time this season, but first time in, what was that, maybe a month, almost a month. Um, they uh, They slid into number 22, and they can keep climbing from there. Huge game on Friday. They've got Stanford coming to town, uh, number two team in the country, and honestly kind of turning into one of CU's rivals. They've got a couple players from Colorado on that team, and they've played, I think, four times in the last two seasons. So two years ago, they had uh, the, the first game. I think Stanford hit a buzzer beater to send it to overtime and then won it in overtime. Uh, the second game, I think uh, Stanford hit a buzzer beater to win. Now that I'm saying these things, I'm not sure right. You know, I think that is right. I think that is right. And then uh, the first game last year in Boulder, uh, Colorado won on – it was not a buzzer beater. I don't think it was a buzzer beater. But they wound up in overtime and won it in overtime, um, which was really cool. And Quay actually had a really cool story about that as well when she was with Washington watching that game happen. Um, but then the other one, Stanford won by like eight points or something. But – this has been a super back-and-forth series recently, a big week. I hope you guys are excited. I know I'm excited. And uh, before we get to Quay 
and to Jalen. Uh, just want to run through a couple of notes real quick. The big one is that Joe Davis from the football team, the running back, is in the portal. You'll remember that he played in the first game, and I think he might have had like a little minor injury or something that kept him out a week or two. But then we were told that he was just going to redshirt that season so that he could build up some strength and and maybe compete for a spot the next year. Well, now he's transferring out. There is starting to turn out to be a bit of a shortage of running backs in Boulder. Not a problem I thought they'd have, uh, but we'll dig deeper into that tomorrow on Wednesday, and uh, yeah, I'm mean, gonna we'll talk about that. Talk about the men's basketball team with a, a couple of really big games coming up. Uh, the other note here is that Arizona State had to cancel its game on Thursday, I believe, and they were scheduled to host Colorado on Saturday. So it doesn't necessarily mean Saturday's game is going to be called off, but definitely turns this into a situation worth monitoring um and and we'll pay attention to that and dig into all this stuff tomorrow um i think that's all i've got and uh here are quay miller the uh center of the buffs basketball team and jalen sherrod the point guard i'm here now with quay miller jalen sherrod a couple of uh members of the cu women's basketball team currently the only undefeated team in the country back in the rankings that's uh that's gotta be a lot of fun like what what's it just been like to get kind of a little bit more attention over the last couple days as this has happened go ahead jay um i think i guess to me it just motivates us to keep going like we know um we know how good we are and it's good to get the recognition but at the same time we are in one of the toughest conferences in the nation, so we know we have a tough opponent coming up. So it just gives us motivation to keep going and keep proving our shows um, night in and night out. Okay. And, Jalen, you you just won Pac-12 Player of the Week. Like, like you said, like it's a great conference. There's a lot of really great players. How, how cool is that just to be recognized for, for what you did, I guess, over the course of last weekend? Um, yeah, it's really cool. Um, but at the same time, I just credit my teammates for a lot of it. Like the assist wouldn't happen if my teammates weren't in shots and mm-hmm. getting it, um, uh, the right position. Um, so I think just crediting my teammates because they put me in a good position. They believed in me, um, to be able to go out and, and do what I'm supposed to do. So I think, um, while it is an individual award, I think a lot of it goes to my teammates. All right. And what do you think, you like going through this, just seeing Jalen get the, the attention that she gets uh, after after that? It's got to be cool for you as a teammate. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. Um, it's just a blessing to have a lot of different tools to be able to go to on the team. Um, it's not just one person going off every night. Um, anybody and everybody is capable to have their career night. And it was Jalen's turn. And I'm just everybody was very proud of her knew she could do it knew she had it in her but it's just um it's like it's like beating another top team seeing um a teammate get recognition like that so it was it was very exciting all weekend awesome um I want to jump back so so you guys classes started yesterday right mm-hmm. okay um first of all how's that been like getting back into the swing of going to class and not just having time to focus on basketball well we actually haven't started yet because we're taking um all online and we just haven't started yet but you know just knowing that school's coming up um 
getting everything together so we can have time to focus on that. Uh, our coaching staff make, makes um, education is definitely a priority and the classroom is definitely a job, another job that we have to take care of. So it's, it's just, an, it's just, we just got to get back in the routine of, you know, keeping up with the poop and uh, the classroom. Yeah, it's, it's got to be nice, though, just to have that Christmas break. I mean, basketball is kind of weird sport in that way. Like the football team doesn't have that where the, just in the middle of the season, the rest of the their world kind of drops out. But but do you spend more time playing basketball during that? Like, do you use it to take some time off? Not really. <laughs> if anything, we're in the lab more. But I mean, it's fun. So it's like it's it's vacation for sure. Okay. Did either of you get a chance to go home at all over break? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. How long? Like five, six days, something like that. That's pretty solid. That's a long yeah. time. Did, did yeah. you, you were able obviously to work out when you were back home, right? Yeah. And your family's still in Birmingham, Jalen, right? Yeah, they all are. What does that look like? Like, are you going back to your high school gym working out? Like, is there somewhere else up there? Um, no, I just, you know, I have a trainer that I've been with since I was 13. Okay. And I'm to get with him um, anytime I get to go home. And he has his own gym and stuff like that where he works out. So I just go back to um, my trainer I've always been with. Okay. That's a long way. Does your family get up here for many games? Yeah, they actually were supposed to come out last weekend, but with the COVID situation going around, um, they kind of um, just put it off. But they'll be in Vegas for the Pac-12 tournament. So. Okay. Okay. Have, have they been to many in the past? Yeah, they try to come out um, around this time um, of January. They came out my freshman year. Um, they always come to the Pac-12 tournament because, um, I mean, it's Vegas, and so you can have fun while watching basketball. So they try to get out as much as possible. And you came here, like I said, from Birmingham. That is a really long way. Like, not only do you not have family just right around the corner, but it's got to be kind of tough adjusting just to being kind of alone, being in the mountains instead of down south. Oh, yeah, it was a big adjustment for me. But I think, um, like, with teammates and with uh, friendships that I built here, um, it kind of made it easier. Um, but, I mean, it was a huge adjustment. I think now as a junior, it's kind of much – it's kind of like – it is what it is. I'm kind of used mm -hmm. to it now. But, uh, yeah, it was a big difference. It was a big culture shock. But at the same time, like I said, my teammates and the friendships I made here made it an easier adjustment. Yeah. Uh, and then Quay, so so you started, you spent a couple years at Washington where you're from. Um, first of all, I mean, you you played one game in Boulder while you're at Washington, right? Um, yeah. Okay. Well, did did you notice anything about Boulder when when you visited? I know you're here pretty quick, but but do you think about that at all? Remember it at all? Um, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I legit could not breathe, but um, yeah, I knew I knew I was coming here after they beat Stanford. Um, okay. Yeah, Tam and I, we just well, we put it in the air, and we were like, okay, they just beat Stanford, and every time we played Stanford, it was like it was it was like um, playing the like just stay up with them, like, just keep competing, you know? 
Yep. But here the the standard is different. The bar is set to a different level that we to me and I've never experienced. But it's cool out here. I like it. It's just different. It is. What do you What do you do here? Like like when you have free time in the off season? I literally just hang out with the girls. <laughs> okay. Like we're in Boulder. I don't hike. I no. don't go in the mountains. So no, I just keep you no. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you watch that Stanford game on TV or did you just see after? Oh, no, we watched it during practice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't you have been practicing? Our coach pulled the game up. Oh, like, like the whole thing like, or just toward the end? Towards the end, because towards the end, he was like, uh, Stanford, Colorado just went into OT. And I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. So he had the game up, and all I remember was the horn went off, and everybody on Colorado was rushing the court. Uh, so I looked at Tam, and I was like, okay. And then after we played them in the tournament, we were like, yeah. Because we huh. we were going into the tournament, you know, just trying to keep up with everybody. You know, we had a bad record. We really hadn't been winning any games. So we were just trying to keep up and not get embarrassed. So for us to be the team that beat Stanford in overtime, it just showed us that that just took a lot of focus and strength. And it was just something that Tam and I wanted to really be a part of. Okay. Um, you know, Jalen, that, that was like the one time you guys beat Stanford, but in the last couple of years that you've been here, all those games have been tight. I think like they're buzzer beaters in three of them. I think two of them went to overtime. There was one that Stanford won by like a handful of points, but but the rest of them have been really tight. What is it about playing Stanford that brings out the best in you guys? Um, I don't really know if I have an answer to that. I think we match up well with Stanford. I think um, specifically this year, I think everybody's on the same page with just – at the end of the day, we all want to win. So that's the number one goal on this team. And it doesn't matter, like I said earlier, who night it is. At the end of the day, we just want to win games. And so I think this year we're taking a different approach because I, I feel like um, with Stanford, up until last year's win, it was more so like we were right there mm-hmm. games prior. So it was like it's just time to get over that hump and it's time to um, kind of get the um, – the aura of Stanford um, and we could never just finish the game off. So I think even this year going into it now that we finally beat them, um, it's more so like treating it like any other game more so than I guess the hype that you would normally get when you're playing a Stanford or Oregon um, in this league is more so like it's it's another game. Um, We know who they have, they know who we have. And so it's just going to come down to who can execute uh, on both sides of the floor. Okay, so so it's still got to feel a little bit different, though, knowing that that you're in the position you're in. That there's the number two team in the country coming to Boulder on Friday. Like, do, do you wind up just staying up a couple minutes later watching film, or, or spend a couple extra minutes shooting after practice? Um, I would. For me, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, I would just like I don't like to overhype and psych myself out, um, regardless of who we plant who we're playing so it doesn't really matter like at the end of the day I know we're right right now but rankings still don't matter at the end of the day and I think that's just how I approach it because you you don't you never know like 
USC just beat Arizona, and they were the number four team in the country. So you just never know who's not just going to be. And so I think it's just important to lock in on the scout and lock in on um, our individual jobs and just handle our business. I think like there's no need to kind of overhype and oversell um, what we do and because at the end of the day, like – it's, it's up to the players and the coaches to figure it out, and it's up to us to go out and do our jobs. So it doesn't matter who the opponent is. Yeah. So so I've been following you guys since since I got out here. Like, I think you're freshman year. And in that time, like, it's been pretty obvious how the program has just kind of grown and leveled up almost, you know, going from trying to compete with Stanford, trying to get over the hump to now having that. And I feel like this season there's a, a lot of that in, in more of like a big picture sense where it's – feels like it's kind of time to say like, okay, you've been competitive in the WNIT. You've done things like that. But, but do you feel that same way where it's kind of time for the program to, to take that big step this year? Just me or Quay? Uh, either one, really. I mean, Jalen, you've been here longer. Oh, um, I, I guess like this year, it just kind of feels like I said earlier, everybody just wants to win and everybody on the team is genuinely happy for each other. Um, and so I think just the relationships we have with one another on the court and off the court have really boosted this program. Um, and like the additions we brought from the freshmen to the transfers, like they really bring a lot of depth to the team that we haven't had before. And so it's like the expectation, regardless of if you start or if you come off the bench, the standard and the level of play stays the same. And I think that's what uh, helps us a lot um, be successful. Yeah. And quite, I just want to go back to this. So you said that, that you knew that you wanted to go to Colorado as soon as they beat uh, Washington. Like, was, was it on your mind that you kind of wanted to transfer at, at that point? Well, I wasn't really thinking about leaving, like, because I, I still had half a season to go. Yep. But it was, it was just um, a thought in my head, like, okay, that just puts you on the map for real. Um, I've seen that they have great potential and it just made me excited. It made me, I was excited for them when they beat them. And I was really the <clears throat> only coach I stayed in contact with after I, after I uh, made my decision to go to UW and that really stuck with me too. So I always knew that that would be an option, but just seeing like, just seeing like the, the style and the, how, how the, the, dynamic of the them the dynamic of CU it just stood out to me so I wouldn't say that I, like right after I seen him I was like okay yeah I'm gonna transfer and go here but it was definitely an eye-opener because they could compete with the best and beat them mm-hmm. why'd you stay in touch with JR um it wasn't like we stayed in touch it was every time I see her I seen her she showed love and she was the only coach that did that for me after I had committed to UW. So, yeah. You, you played CU in the tournament, too. You beat CU in the, in the Pac-12 <laughs> tournament. Does, does that, like, change the dynamic at all? It's awkward when people bring it up, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. We, we don't really speak on that game, to be honest. But, I mean – like I said, they put up a good uh, a good fight um, a, against us, and it they they showed heart. So I don't know, man. <laughs> we try not to speak on that game. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, it does seem like like right now everybody's talking about the transfer portal and like, was it a good idea? Was it a bad idea? But for you, I mean, obviously it must have been really nice to be able to to have that option to to find a better fit for you and to not have to sit out a year. Yeah, for sure. I um, it was a it was, I want to say it was a hard decision because, like I said, Jared's been showing me love since. Mm-hmm. since the day we've met since I've been in a junior in high school so or a sophomore so I mean it was just it was it, at, at the end of the day what made me came come here was just um the feeling of being a part of a a family on and off the court a genuine authentic family okay was it was it tough leaving so so how close was your family to campus up there 30 minutes out Oh, okay. So it must have been nice having them that close, right? I mean, even though they, my, it was just my mom and my sister. Okay. And even though they were so, I still wasn't really seeing them like that. But just because, like, I'm like, I see you guys every day. Like, I don't want to keep seeing you guys every day. But, you know, I'm 30 minutes away. Like, just mm-hmm. gain my space. But it's different being to. It's different being away from them where you can't see them, where I don't have the choice to tell them, like, no, don't come today, you know? But it's it's not too big of a change because the void that I have from missing them, the team and the coaching staff feels, so. Okay. And so when you uh, when you did get to Boulder, you know, obviously you're, you're somebody who has a couple of years' experience under your belt. You're not just new to the game, like 18-year-old freshman coming in. Does that make it any tougher to to kind of build chemistry with the rest of the team, uh, knowing that it's kind of established? Yeah, not at all. Not oh. at all. Um, they welcomed Tam and I both with very open arms, and it was like they were waiting for us to come. So there was no tension. There was nothing. They basically were like, "Okay, come on, get 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 with everything, so we can so we can just show show everybody what we're capable of," and that's what we did. And you guys really like you, you you haven't like been up to the mountains, like no hiking no. at all. Really? No. Kaylin, you you haven't either? No. Why not? I'm just not a, a nature person. And okay. I just like I just I guess in general, like I just don't have the motivation to put myself through the stress of trying to hike up a mountain. Like oh, it's man. beautiful from afar and like you can see it like when it snows it's cute and all, but it's just not me for me to like go up there. I just don't see the point like it's because I feel like when I get up there I'll be like okay well I see I seen it right so. okay it might be like some like deer some elk or something you don't want to like oh no nah, I'm good okay okay <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't seem like it'd be hard for you to get up the mountain like for me like I go to the gym like once a month I yeah, get like climbing up that'd be difficult but for you guys it seems like it should kind of be a piece of cake and then probably sprint up there not even fairly <laughs> Does, does anybody on the team get into that stuff, or are you guys just oh, yeah. all kind of hanging out? Okay, who? Uh, Kendall. Frida. Okay. All, all the uh, the foreigners love it. That all makes sense. Yeah. Love it. And then, like, uh, Ken, well, Kendall's from here. Mara's from here. Um, I'm Kylie. sure it's a bunch of our teammates. Kylie. Huh. I, I think it's a bunch of our teammates who would really like it uh, or who do really like it. Okay. So, so you guys just like, do you, do you not get invited or you just say no? 
<laughs> we just they know not to even put us out there like that. Like okay. we're not the type to like they're the type to go and then FaceTime us once they're there. So we can go, oh that is nice. Okay. But <laughs> for us going to do it, nah. Huh. Wow. And you, you seem really certain about that too. Like you're not you're not changing your mind. Nobody's convincing you. Not at all. You would never catch about, me in the mountains. What about like a nice drive? Like you just get to sit in the car. You look yeah. out the window for like an hour. I could do that. Okay. I mean, it's not like we stay cooped up. I think like we'll go out. We'll go eat. We'll go to um, Denver every now and then. Okay. Um. So it's he's not trying like, to get us in the mountains though, Jay. I'm just not going to the mountains. Like I'm, I'm from bad. the city, so. Uh huh. Like going to Denver is cool to me because like I know yeah. like, I've been out there to the amusement parks and. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So just like the city vibe more so, I think that's what I uh am more attracted to. Okay. Just because that's where I live. So Yeah, that makes sense. Have you been to any Nuggets games yet? No. Okay. Do you follow the NBA much at all? Or WNBA? Yeah. Okay. Like like watching it consistently, like you have favorite players, favorite team? Well, my favorite player has always been Candace Parker. You know? Okay. But, like, just watching. I mean, yeah, I love basketball, so I'll watch anything that has anything to do with basketball. Um, but it's just with our time, we don't have a lot of time to actually get out and go to games like that. So, mm-hmm. I think, like, when we do have free time, we more so take it off and rest that more than getting out. So, um, but, yeah, I haven't been to any, like, live Nuggets games or nothing like that. Okay. Is there is there anybody that you you watch more? I mean, you mentioned Candace Candace Parker, but anybody who you try to like take things from, try to emulate it all? Uh, well, for me specifically, I think when I got to the Pac-12, I started to really look at Ari McDonald. Okay. Um, just because like her size and speed, and just to see how successful she was in the uh in the pack of being at the pack of so competitive um so i think that's who i looked at most like between my freshman and sophomore year and then finally getting to play against her last year uh i really took a lot from that game and we actually talked a little bit after what'd you talk about just like uh mentality and staying healthy and stuff like that because i think i got like dinged up that game or something like that so it wasn't anything major. Okay. What about you, Quay? Do I watch anyone? Yeah. Is there anybody in particular that you can kind of tune into? So I had to leave. Teammates were being so inconsiderate. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like, I mean, I'll just watch random stuff, to be honest. Like, okay. I'll. I'll watch like high school players. Like I like to watch like the little Instagram reels of um, basketball. Okay. Yeah. Not TikToks, Instagram reels. Yeah, like Instagram reels um, or highlights on Snapchat, things like that. But I'm not what you would call that. I mean, I play the sport, mm-hmm. but I mean. I try to learn stuff from everybody, anybody, to be honest. I'll ask Jalen some questions about things she does. Like, I just try to just soak it all in because, I don't know, everyone has a lot of advice for me. So I just, you know, try to take it all in. 
Yeah. Um, do you guys watch much other Pac-12 basketball, like on nights off other than scouting? Yes, yeah, of course. Whenever another Pac-12 team is playing, everyone tries to catch it just because we know we're going to play them. So we want to see what type of night they could have and what they're capable of doing. Yeah, we for sure. It's like another it's like another film session, to be honest. OK, where do you watch? It's tough to get Pac-12 Network. Well, Jalen has it, so sometimes we'll go over there and watch it with her or just watch it on our computers or just follow it through Google, like just looking up the scores. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, You know, I should get back to basketball before we get out of here. But uh, so, Jalen, your freshman year, you guys had a great non-conference season. I think you you were eleven and one, something like that. But you wound up finishing about five hundred. First of all, just like what what was that switch? Obviously, it's really tough switching to to playing Pac twelve teams versus just <laughs> random non conference teams. But but what what was the story there? My freshman year. Yeah. Uh, I think my freshman year we were just really young. Like everybody, Sheila Peanut were just sophomores. I was a. Um, Freshman, Maya was just, I think freshman year was Maya's breakout year, honestly, um, to where she really made a name for herself. And we only had one senior. So I think we were just really young and we didn't really know. I know I didn't know the magnitude of the Pac-12. Being that I'm from the South, I grew up around SEC basketball, football, everything that was SEC. So I didn't even know what the Pac-12 really consisted of and so I didn't know like going against and I think our freshman year the Pac-12 was like at its peak like it had Sabrina, Satu, uh, Ruthie at Oregon, we had Stanford that was stacked up, we had a lot of teams that were just stacked up that I personally had never even like not heard of I won't say but I've never really kind of paid attention to their game um so I think our freshman year we were just really young and we were just all trying to figure it out and figure each other out and also figure ourselves out because we were just so young at the time. So I think that really was what our freshman year consisted of. And I think looking back at the freshman year to now, you can just see the the growth and the maturity of this team being that, like, like I said, my freshman year, Pina and Sula were sophomores. Now they're seniors. And so um, you just see the change and the, and the uh, maturity of everybody. What was it like being a freshman and, playing against some of those people. I mean, Sabrina in particular, that was really when she was starting to to really rise. That was that was the season where everybody paid attention. Um I mean, it was it was different like I like I said before, I didn't really know who she like I know who she mm-hmm. was. I watched basketball, but at the same time like I didn't know how big Oregon was and I didn't know how big like their fan base was. I think our first Pac-12 game was at Oregon. Mm-hmm. And it was a um it was a shock to me. Like, I've never played in a, an arena sold out full of people like that and um, going against top-tier talent like that. But it just um, – I guess it was my welcome to the Pac-12, if I, if I would say anything. And it was just – I had to recognize how big I would have to step my game up in this conference and just start to study the game a lot more um, because it was it was bigger than what I thought it was. Huh. What, what about you, Quay? You, I mean, again, not Colorado, so I wasn't necessarily watching. But at Washington, I mean, the experience has to be similar going through that process. Definitely. Um, every game, like Jay said, every team when I was a freshman was good. Um, so, but I, I wasn't 
I wasn't really, you know, I was a freshman. I was just coming in, you know, just trying to hoop like it was a uh, high school. So when we um, got to the games and I'm getting in and not being able to grab rebounds and getting my stuff or my layups swatted into the stands, it's just all just like, wait, this, this is Pac-12 play? Like, I used to be the biggest one out there able to grab whatever rebound I wanted, and it just all changed. So it shifted my mentality and – Anybody can get beat, and that's just what it is in the Pac-12. All right, I'm jumping back in here real quick to uh, tell you guys about a couple of our awesome partners that make this podcast and everything else we do at DNVR possible. And first up, I want to tell you guys about Breckenridge Brewery. Um, they are a huge part of the local sports community. They're partners with the Avs, they're partners with the Buffs, partners with the Nuggets. Uh, they have the Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale, Obviously, that's a partnership with the Broncos. They're very involved with our local sports teams. They're also involved in supporting us. When we have tailgates up in Boulder, we use Breckenridge beer. When we have Broncos tailgates, it's all Breckenridge beer, and they give it to us to give to you. And they're awesome, awesome partners of ours. But they're not just a part of the sports community. They're also a part of just the community at large. And because of that, they're donating 1% of all of their profits to the National Parks Conservation Association this year. Um, the reason is because of all these fires that happened in Colorado. This is a partnership that they've had in the past, and, and they've donated money in the past, but because of uh, the, the fire that, that ran, what was that, east of Boulder, they decide now is the time to bring it back. And obviously this doesn't quite go directly to the victims of the fire, but it does go to the National Parks, which is a, a great, great thing that we have here. Um, so many great options, whether you like the Good Company Hard Seltzers, the Avalanche, the Strawberry Sky, uh, no bad options from Breckenridge Brewery, and a portion of the profits will be going to the National Parks Conservation Association. Whether you're going and picking up a six-pack at the grocery store or whether you're at the bar and you're going to get a pint, uh, it's awesome stuff that they're doing, so let's make sure that we uh, support those who support us, and we appreciate them for doing that. Also, DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, now is the time if you haven't signed up uh, on DraftKings Sportsbook yet. And the reason, the NFL playoffs. I'm super excited for this weekend. There's six games now, which means all weekend you just get to sit and watch college football. Uh, we'll be live before Saturday's games. I think, what time is that? Maybe at 1 o'clock we're going live? Are there only two on Saturday and then there's one on Monday? That might be right. I don't know. The point is, we're going to be hanging out. We're going to be making bets. Um, and... Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is the place to be for a bunch of different reasons. First of all, if you're a new user, you can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. All you got to do, you bet $5 on any team to win their game this weekend, you'll get $280 in free bets if your team is victorious. It's a steal. Make sure you get in on that. Also, all the customers at DraftKings Sportsbook can get in on DraftKings Hammer the Over promotion. Now, the way that works is that's uh, the Saturday night game. They start it with the normal line. So typically you can bet it what? I think uh, over under 50 points, for example. You say, well, I think it's going to be over 50 points scored in the game. You take the over and hopefully make your money. The way the Hammer the Over works, though, is that for every 5,000 bettors who take the over, the point total will lower by half a point. So if a 5,000 of us bet on over 50, then all of a sudden it goes to 49 and a half, and then 49, and then 48 and a half. And the best part is it doesn't matter when you make your bet. 
you get whatever it gets down to. Every time that they've done this in the past, it's gone to zero, which means that all that, that you got to do is see a point scored in the game. And this isn't just for new users. It's a great promotion, one of the many great promotions that DraftKings has. So make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR. Get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. All you got to do, bet $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code DNVR this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, uh, we can jump back in now. Um, you guys have, what, like two months left before the tournament and this is kind of like where you, you you play Stanford, you play Arizona, you play all these these big teams. First of all, just like what's what's the vibe like in the locker room right now? I mean, quite for you, like compared to when you were at Washington and, and Jalen compared to the last couple of years. Um, it's getting real. Like you can just feel it. Everything is. I mean, we approach every game the same, of course. So we've had the we've had the same mentality since preseason but going into Pac-12 play and people are coming for our heads we're making noise um for me personally it just makes me feel um like I need to be locked in you know like you really can't take any any plays off any play could determine the game so just being locked in focused knowing your scout knowing the plays just being able to perform when the lights turn on for me that's just what it is. Okay. Jalen, like, do, do you notice a difference? I mean, you mentioned that the, the team has just kind of grown up a little bit, and I guess you really didn't lose much in the last couple of years either, but but is there kind of like a little bit of a different feeling now that you have grown up and now that the expectations are maybe higher? Um, I mean, I think personally we just all, like, I think it's just a genuine understanding on this team of knowing what we have to do and knowing that everybody on this team expects each other to do their jobs. And so it's more so like, it's not really, I don't want to say like, yes, the expectation is higher, but at the same time, I think the vibe in the locker room is just kind of like trustworthy. Like we just trust each other to do what we have to do. So it's not, it's not more so like a freak out moment or, oh, like, um, we don't really know how to handle the, I guess, uh, publicity we get right now because it's like everybody in the locker room knew who we could be. And so it's just us being able to prove it now and being able to, because we, we knew what each other's uh, strengths were. We knew how good we could be. And so it's just continuing to prove that night in and night out and continue, continuing to stick together and just um, doing what we set, set our goals for. And that was to be a tournament team. That was to be a top Pac-12 team this year. So, that's just the expectation and that's the standard and that's what we're going for. And I think everybody understands that everybody genuinely wants that. So it's not a, um, it's not more so like a, a vibe, I guess. It's just the understanding that we have with one another. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, we just got to handle business. Huh. Yeah. Was it surprising that it took 13 consecutive wins to get ranked? Um. I agree. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it wasn't because, I mean, there's so much stuff that dictates the rankings. And I feel like, I mean, I knew that Colorado was a ranked team, 
after after they beat Stanford. Um, just because, like, you know, you don't really see many teams that can keep up with Stanford. They're number two in the nation. That's a good program. Tar is a great coach. But just seeing, like, you know, people don't get recognition that they that they deserve, and they just be like, okay, whatever. But with this team, like, I'm not saying that we didn't get the recognition because it's just that us not getting ranked just made us want to get it more. And it just made us, you know, come out to the games with a, a bigger chip on our shoulder. So, yeah. Do you still feel that? I mean, at the same time, like, as, as you guys – are kind of like the first team outside the rankings. You, you watch like the rest of the country, like just the number of undefeated teams kind of get smaller and smaller every week. Like what, what was it like? Did it meet anything to you guys to, to see the Arizona loss and you were the last undefeated team? Well, I, for me, yes. I mean, there was a point where I didn't even know that we were one of the only teams um, undefeated. I was just like, we're, we just want to keep winning. And that's what we're doing. Everybody's winning. Everyone wants to just keep winning. But once, once SC beat Arizona, I was like, okay, people are really about to start coming for our heads now. You know, like everybody always wants to find a way to like, take away what's deserved. Like, oh, well, they're only doing this because this or that. But um, I don't know. I just think it put a bigger target on our back that we're ready for. I, I think we, we thrive off that being targeted and, you know, it's fun. It's real fun. I, I think what the UCLA game was the second time this season that you've won by single digits, like the rest of them pretty wide margins. Oh. <laughs> it, it's it's gotta be weird not having uh, air force. Oh yeah. Yep. Air force. But, uh, it's got to be weird not having played all that many close games and getting into the, the Pac-12 play now, right? Have you noticed uh, that? I guess for me, like like I said before, the Pac-12 is such a hard conference, and every night you're going to get people's best regardless of um, ranked, unranked. Like, that's just how this this uh, conference is. And like Quay said before, anybody can get beat on any night. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, – not having close games, I don't think that is a testament to the actual talent we face this non-conference because we face some, like, tough teams who actually do really well in their own conferences and actually do really well and have great players. Like, we face, like – I know we face, like, two of the best shooters in the nation mm-hmm. and being able to say we held them to this many points or we didn't let them get this many threes off, I think – that's a testament to our defense, and that's a testament to us locking in on the scout and stuff like that. So I think, like, while the games haven't been closed, that doesn't take away from the, like, how hard the games actually were and how hard we had to prepare for certain games. Because, like you like like Quay said, we get everybody's best. And I think, um, like, getting everybody's best just – makes us thrive more and reach higher heights because we know we have to step our game up too because I know what Quay was saying, like people are coming for us, but I also still feel like we're kind of that team where people don't really know how good we really are yet. And so I think like this weekend is a big game for us. Um, And I think like this Stanford game is a huge game for us just because um, of course it's Stanford, but they're one of the top teams in the country. And I don't think like, I think, it's more so us coming for them more than anything because, like I said, it's Stanford and who don't want to beat the number two team in the country, I guess. So, um, right. 
I think it's a, a kind of weird relationship, I guess, between the success and how bad we really are um, coming for other people as well, because it's just like we have something to prove. And I still think we do have a lot to prove on this team. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that's just where we at. Why yeah. is your defense so good? Like in, in all the stats, like it's at like the top of the rankings. But I'm just curious from your guys' perspective, like what, what is it that makes it so tough to score on you? Because we get chewed out if we do get scored on. <laughs> By who? What? Who's the loudest? By who? Yeah. Who you think? It doesn't – I mean, I, I'm not going to go with JR. Like JR no, just does it, It's her husband. I knew it. <laughs> you know? But it's like – it's love. Like he's like that so we can have this type of – this type of outcome, you know? So it's all worth it at the end of the day, regardless. Like when I first got here, I'm like, okay, we just play defense. You know, I'm timid, I'm new. And he's like, no, we don't do that here. Like we play defense. Like he want us to pressure the ball. The ball not even past half court. I'm like, I'm a post player. Why you want me all the way up there? I'm supposed to be in the paint. It's just, yeah, it's not, it's not that nothing's, ever good enough it's just that like t said before our game before our ucla game we we have to have a short-term memory we have to do what we're expected to do and go farther with that like it's never it's never enough for this team like we we we're striving to be the greatest of you know we know our potential and we're just trying to reach that yeah and i mean jalen is it is it kind of fun being being known as like the defensive team? Like like people look at like the Warriors and the fact that they shoot the basketball lights out and all that kind of stuff. But but it's gotta be nice to take pride in the fact that you can go up against anybody and feel like you're going to get stops. Oh uh, yeah, I think this team, our defense really fuels like the energy and the offense. Um, just because like getting a stop on defense, you're taking a charge, you're getting a steal. Um, it propels the offense so much because then it makes the offense the offense easier by getting easy transition looks and whatnot. So I think um, in general, just like the defense, and I think even like relating it to bench energy, I think the bench gets oh. ten times even more hyper with a defensive stop or somebody taking a charge because defense is nothing but effort at the end of the day. And so being able to give effort um, most of the time just just really is what this team is about. Um, and being able to go against – top tier talent and being able to say, oh, well, we held them to this many points or playing whoever it is. That's just like a a pride thing. And I think um, we take a lot of pride in being able to say like, oh, we shut this player down or we didn't let this player go off because you, when you're playing in a Pac-12 and you see the points and the, um, the offensive game of this conference is so good. So being able to go against top tier talent and being able to be like, no, we shut her down or no, we handled business and we didn't let them go off against us. I think that just uh, motivates us to, to, to keep going and um, to get even better. Okay. Um, okay. Last one. I just want to talk about one more thing. So I think it was the UCLA game. It took you guys like six and a half minutes, I think to, to score any points, but the uh, you, you're only down. I think, three points at that point, five points at that point, something like that. Like that, that's that defense showing up that when you even can't get any sort of points going, you, you still are right in that game. But what are those conversations like uh, on the bench in the timeouts when that 
that stretch without a point just kind of keeps growing. Keep shooting. Okay. Don't stop doing what you're doing because it's not like they we weren't taking bad shots. They just weren't falling. And just because they're not falling doesn't mean stop shooting the rock. That's what the conversation was. And that's what we did. And we got points. You did get points. Got plenty of points. Um, all right. I think that's all I've got for you. Uh, good luck on Friday, though, and the rest of the way. I'll see you guys up there. Well, I'll see you. You guys probably won't notice me, but uh, I'm excited. <laughs> it's going to be a big night. I feel like these yeah. EU-Stanford games have turned into and just a lot of fun. It's every single one of them that, that something exciting happens, and I'm, I'm pumped to get up there. I hope you guys, uh, hope you guys play well. Thank you Thank so you. much.